0: Welcome to the Adopting Joy podcast. I'm your host, Colleen Seward-Ryan. It's my passionate mission to share inspirational insights, actionable tips, tools, and techniques that you can apply immediately so you can create your best life. Sample topics include dealing with difficult people, how to get motivated and stay motivated, and transforming your struggles into success. If you're looking to create a more free and fulfilling life, filled with greater happiness, health, and healing, you've come to the right place. My goal is to help you love your life. It's one of the secrets to adopting joy. feel like you're running on empty? Are you experiencing growing feelings of unease, overwhelm, or exhaustion? Do you even know? Burnout is something that can sneak up slowly and stealthily, like a slow burn. And I know because I've experienced it in the past. Sometimes it's easy to dismiss our thoughts, feelings, and general sense of fatigue, hoping that it's all temporary and will go away. Sometimes we hope the way to make it all go away is to ignore the unease or assume it's all in our head. But inevitably, the side effects of energy depletion and lack of enthusiasm in activities that used to be interesting can lead to exhaustion. If you've listened to my most recent podcast episodes, you know I advocate getting a pen and a piece of paper so you can jot down your biggest key takeaways and how you'll apply them. Because if you write down your goals and include action steps along with specific deadlines, you're more likely to accomplish them. And this isn't me saying it, this is based on research. If you're listening while driving, consider pulling over and turn off the motor whenever you hear a key point. Here is one of my most important takeaways for you to remember. Research shows you can love what you are doing and still experience burnout if you don't know when to take a step back. If you don't deal with it early on, it can lead you down a spiral of detachment, disengagement, and even depression. Feeling like you have to be all things to all people. I know I've been there. You probably have been too. (laughs) Feeling like you have to be all things to all people, even if you enjoy what you're doing, and I love the work that I do as a speaker, you can still, all of this can still lead to burnout. It doesn't matter if you're a student who enjoys what you're doing, a supervisor, a salesperson, or all of the above. As I record this podcast, there's a lot going on in the world. Russia has invaded Ukraine, and this has been going on for more than two weeks. Gas prices here in the United States are at their highest in decades, and we're still in the midst of an ever-changing global pandemic. Not to mention many people have a harried home life, major responsibilities at work, and most likely volunteer commitments. Another key takeaway, know that you are not alone. Many of my friends and clients confide to me that the lines are blurred between their personal and professional life even more so if they work from home. Now, I briefly touched on this in episode 24, but I didn't really go into burnout in detail, which is, of course, what I'm doing with this episode. Recently, in addition to speaking on leadership, I've received a lot of requests to talk about how to recognize burnout and how to give tips on building a life that includes scheduling breaks, and getting your life back. So in addition to leadership, I I have been getting quite a lot of requests to talk about how to recognize burnout and people want tips. So let me first say this, if you are a high performer, high achieving perfectionist, and most likely you are because you're listening to this, so you're probably a lifelong learner, you are more susceptible to burnout, what are some of the signs that you are experiencing burnout? Procrastination. You start procrastinating and pushing projects out further and further to avoid stress. Research shows that one of the main causes of procrastination, and I always remember this, is to avoid stress. So one of the main causes of procrastination is we procrastinate to avoid stress when in fact, as we all know, it of course ends up making it worse. It leads to more stress. But we'll talk a little bit later about how to know when to take a step back. Another sign of burnout is a cynical outlook and a negative attitude. As a result, your focus and attention are not at their typical level. All of this leads to decreased efficacy, not just in your professional tasks, but most likely the personal ones as well. Chances are, if you let the burnout continue, you'll be harder to please and difficult to be around. I've done some episodes on dealing with difficult people we don't want to be <laughs> those chronically difficult people I'll give you an example of how we have to be careful not to be difficult to be around by letting the the burnout get to us here's an example I was recently asked to be a virtual speaker for a leadership conference in other words um, it wasn't live. It wasn't in person, but it was um, on Zoom. The day before my speaking engagement, the second in command point of contact, my kind of second tier point of contact, suddenly wanted to change the material from talking about successfully managing people to putting a greater emphasis on recognizing burnout yourself and others. A noble topic, certainly timely in today's environment, and it's something I've been speaking about more frequently, as I mentioned. So I was happy to oblige, even though it meant scrambling to change some of the material and emailing it to her that night so that all the participants would have copies. But hey, I had the time to do it, and so I did it. Now, what's interesting is she said a higher up wanted me to talk about burnout and what to do about it. Okay, well, I started to feel sorry for her because she essentially shared much of what she was going through at work. And contrary to what my first uh, person in command had told me, The CEO, this was a long list of everything going wrong and essentially nothing that was going right. I began to wonder if the real higher up who suddenly requested this topic, recognizing burnout in yourself and others, I I began to wonder if maybe it was she who had wanted this. Either way, it didn't matter. Now, the good news was the audience was very honest and forthright in talking about their own experiences with burnout and what has helped them. It was a very interactive Zoom session and that they enjoyed the breakout sessions. Um, I had them do some polls because I kind of like to read the audience even, even further than before the speaking engagement which I do my homework usually weeks before. <laughs> we did annotation and other tools, so it, it was a it was a great session. More than that, most of these leaders had their webcams on, and I could tell by their faces they were engaged and interested in the topic. The bad news was that the very person who had hired me for this leadership conference. Now, this was my second-in-command point-of-contact person, seemed restless. The person who had wanted the burnout at the last minute, this person seemed restless, discontented, and distracted. I could just kind of tell from what I could see based on the webcam. Something in my gut told me she wasn't completely happy with the program. And she and I had gone over what she wanted me to cover. Remember when I said earlier that burnout is often characterized by a negative or cyclical excuse me, cynical outlook. Burnout is also cyclical. Anyway, remember when I said that burnout is often characterized by a negative and or cynical outlook? And that's not coming from me. That's coming from actual study, research. Well, that was this person. Thankfully, the original higher up, first in command, who was in charge, Loved the program, even though my second-in-command person, the one who had given me a litany of everything that was going wrong at work, gave me a (laughs) not-so-great evaluation. And I hand out evaluations because I'm always looking to improve. Actually, she wrote the longest review. And her negative comments were more like, a dissertation, she actually put in quotes some of the things that I had said that for whatever reason she didn't like. So let this be a lesson that while you might think you are experiencing symptoms of burnout, and I'll go over with tips in a minute for overcoming burnout, there may be someone difficult in your life who doesn't have a handle on it as much as you do, and they may be hard to be around. In other words, it may have nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. As I said earlier, the challenging aspect of burnout is that it often becomes cyclical and can feel like you're walking off a treadmill with the speed stuck on high. So, here are some quick tips to put into practice. Have your pen and a piece of paper ready. Number one, recognize the signs of burnout and know that you are not alone. As part of number one, it may be that you are going to help someone else to recognize the signs of burnout maybe a family member, a friend, a significant other, uh, a child, it it could be anybody, somebody that you supervise. So recognize the signs of burnout and know that you are not alone. Number two, practice self-awareness. Think about what you're thinking about. (laughs) If, if If you're having a lot of negative thoughts such as helplessness or even hopelessness, two signs of burnout. Focus on the positives in your life. I know that's something that is sometimes difficult, but catch yourself having those negative thoughts and then shift to focusing on the positives. Number three, this one I'm going to say again, know when to take a step back as this is one of the best ways to ward off burnout at the start. If you can take a vacation, that's great. If you can't, or you can't afford it, or now's not the right time, maybe you can't even take a few days off. Schedule breaks throughout the day and literally write them on a calendar the way you would if you were getting together with a friend or had a business appointment. Four, don't focus only on productivity and all that you didn't accomplish on a particular day. It's really easy for all of us to, um, at the end of the day, think about everything that we didn't do and beat ourselves up. So don't focus only on productivity and all that you didn't accomplish on a particular day. Life happens, emergencies happen, things come up that you can't control that need your immediate attention. Number five, make sure that what you're doing has meaning. Nothing is more painful than living in a purposeless vacuum, feeling like your life doesn't matter. Speaking of if you feel like your life doesn't matter and you need more purpose, number six, if you're not already overloaded, stay focused on helping others, whether that's volunteering. Maybe you could volunteer at a food bank or an animal shelter. There's a lot of horse farms here where I live. Maybe it's helping a senior with their groceries We can all spread positivity and I find it's a great way to get yourself out of yourself. (laughs) I know that works for me. It helps me to get out of that pity party. Number seven, know your why. Your why has to be stronger than your excuses. Otherwise you won't be motivated to do whatever it is you need to do and you'll procrastinate more often. Eight, I like to say that whatever you procrastinate today only compounds tomorrow's pressure. And I'll say it again, because I know that this is probably gonna be one of your big takeaways. Whatever you procrastinate today only compounds tomorrow's pressure. A lot of times when I want to put something off, I'll think about, okay, do I, do I really want to have more pressure on myself tomorrow (laughs) or do I just want to get this out of the way? If there's something you know you need to do, then do it because most likely you are thinking about it anyway. You know, you're ruminating in your mind and, you know, your thoughts are going off like a runaway train. Nine, are you an all or nothing personality type? If so, break tasks down into doable chunks. Eat that elephant one bite at a time. My mom used to say, take baby steps, baby steps. This is a great takeaway because sometimes you have so much to do, you're so overwhelmed, you don't even know where to start, so you end up doing nothing. Ten, ask yourself what is one thing you must accomplish today and do it. Now, I know you've got a lot more than one, but just start with that. What is one thing you must accomplish today and do it? Eleven, celebrate small wins. This is something we don't do until we're reminded and given permission. I've gotten a lot better about this, but I know that for a lot of people, you know, we tend to only celebrate the big things that we do. Give yourself a pat on the back. Better yet, write down everything you've accomplished today or this week because it's easy to forget. If you manage or supervise a team, celebrate the team's small wins. Encourage yourself to celebrate their small wins and just, just encourage each other. Be accountable to each other with your small wins. You can do this with your family as well. Twelve, cultivate an attitude of gratitude. It sounds like a cliche, and it is, but it's a cliche because it works. When I think of the people in Ukraine, specifically in Mariupol right now, many of whom, I think, I think hundreds of thousands, but I'm not sure, many of whom have been cut off from food, water, and heat. It's easy to focus on everything I have to be grateful for. Can you imagine being cut off? They've been cut off for about a week from food, water, and heat. So remember that. And uh, I know for me, that helps me with uh, everything that I have to be grateful for. I'm sure you feel the same. Number 13, if your heart isn't into something, be honest with yourself and take a step back. Reassess your life. Reassess that thing, whatever it is, and write down the changes you think you'd like to make. Here are some things to start with. What are you passionate about? What is it you really want? A lot of people really don't think about what is it that they really want. What one small step can you take today toward that goal? Write it all down. I'm a big believer, as you know, if you've listened to some of my other episodes, I'm a big believer in writing things down because this helps you to literally see it on paper. It helps you to see your thoughts on paper. Speaking of which, number 14, are you considering a big decision and you're not sure what direction to take? Get out a blank piece of paper. This is something that I sometimes do when I'm making a big decision. Get out a piece of uh, blank paper, draw a line down the center, and at the top, Write down the pros over to the left and write down at the top the cons over to the right and then start writing. That decision you're thinking about making, what are the pros and the cons? And then again, it's another way for you to see, literally see the pros and the cons of making different decisions. 15, reach out and reconnect with your favorite friends and family members. Meet at a cute coffee house. This is something that I do a lot. Meet at a cute coffee house or a bustling bookstore or try a new restaurant. Rediscover what's out there and have fun in the process. A while back, I met a friend at Joseph Beth Bookstore here in Lexington, Kentucky. Now, it's an absolutely beautiful place. If you can picture this, the building is filled with natural light and windows. I mean, huge, huge, tall ceilings. Well, it used to be a mall. So this bookstore, the building, used to be a mall, And so it has a huge dome of glass on top, long floor to ceiling windows on the sides that look out at a beautiful pond with ducks. And there's a fireplace with large, comfortable chairs and a sofa. It's just like you're at home. This bookstore is always bustling. Everybody seems happy. It's pretty much one of the favorites of a lot of people. And it even has its own restaurant as well as uh, the bookstore sells jewelry, clothing, and obviously magazines and books. It's a great place to renew, recharge, and refill the well. So just think about a place that you love to go to or try something new with a friend or a family member. Do something you enjoy. If you're feeling burnt out, do something you enjoy, whether it's as simple as going for a nature walk. I love the forests and the woods. Maybe for some of you, you're not so much a mountain forest person, maybe you're more of a beach person. Play an instrument. If you enjoy music and you play an instrument, play with your animals, your cats, your dogs. Maybe if you've got, if you're fortunate enough to have a horse, make sure your time is spent replacing your drained batteries with a positive boost, whatever that is for you. If you've listened to some of my other episodes or follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you know I'm a big believer in the restorative powers of nature. In closing, here are two quotes that are worth remembering and might serve as takeaways for you. The first is by George Washington Carver. He said, I love to think of nature as an unlimited broadcasting station through which God speaks to us every hour if we will only tune in. And here's another one that I love for great quote for refreshing your your soul by Albert Einstein. Look deep into nature and then you will understand everything better. Please, if you haven't already subscribed to the Adopting Joy podcast, please do and share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at adopting joy underscore that's at adopting joy j-o-y and the underscore symbol on twitter at adopting joy thank you